Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Hello, and a very warm welcome again to the Story Apothecary. I hope that you are well, and I hope that you've been enjoying the spring, the blossom, and the bird song. The beautiful bird song you've just heard is of the nightingale. Those birds which often appear in poems, as masters of bird song. Here in the UK, they can be seen from April till August, but only in very small parts of the country, down in the south coast or the southeast of England, where I live actually. Although I don't see them often, they are on decline. They're now endangered species, and we've lost thousands of them, sadly. But this is the beautiful song of the nightingale. If you live uh, where there are nightingales, even if it's the south of England or another country, I hope you're able to recognise them and enjoy their beautiful song. I've been enjoying watching birds nesting in their nests, sitting on their eggs, waiting to hatch. I've been enjoying watching the blackthorn blossom, which smells so divine. There's a beautiful, uh, huge tree, blackthorn tree, quite close to one of the walks where I take from my house. It is a big tree for a blackthorn. I've been walking past it and I just have to, every time, I just stand and marvel at its beauty. I've really missed the spring. Really been enjoying going out with the sun on my face. With the breeze in my hair. With a song, bird song in my ears been wonderful. I'm also excited to let you know that I've booked some more story walks uh, for groups, small groups to start off with and as the regulations change the group size will get slightly bigger. So you'll be able to book those uh, through my website um, via Eventbrite or follow the link in the show notes.
hope you can join me if you live locally to me i'd love to see you um i also want to thank so much to those 60 or so people that attended my uh, online zoom event of slavic stories for the spring equinox it was beautiful stories and um i had a, such an amazing time telling them one of the stories i had never told before and um all of the stories I trans translated myself and it's been fantastic working with them for a number of months and my next online event will be for the summer solstice and it will be tales of the sun I'll be putting the event up in the next few weeks and who knows maybe I'll be able to have a real life version also face to face with people We'll just have to see. But there will definitely be an online version anyway. And um, before I tell you my story, I also want to thank my existing patrons for your support. Thank you so much. If you'd like to uh, support this podcast, then you can go to my Patreon page and sign up for as little as £2 a month. Or to get the Baba Yaga's uh, calendar, Every month, it's £5 a month. It will really mean a lot to me and it will help me to keep this podcast going. And you can find the link in the show notes or again, you can go through my website, nanatomova.com. So, the story for today. The story for today is a Russian story. It's called The Wise Little Girl. And it's about a wise little girl. <laughs> I uh, really like the story. One, because it honours the wisdom of women. Who, with everything that's been going on around the world, I find it really important to bring and to honour the wisdom of women. And also the wisdom of children. And perhaps the wisdom of ch the child within us. Sometimes we forget about that child that we let go a long time ago. That playful state within us that we close the door to because we had to be adults. And there is some sort of wisdom within that little person, within each one of us. Some may call that intuition. Whatever you call it, I hope that this story gives you some encouragement or a path, perhaps, to see it and honour him or her. And I'll just tell you the story of the wise little girl.
Once upon a time, in Russia, there were two brothers. And those two brothers had different riches. One of them was poor, and the other one was very wealthy. But the two did not share their riches. And the rich one did not give to his brother. And so it was. They were travelling together, going on a journey. And each of the brothers had a horse. The poor one had a mare, a female adult horse. And the rich one, a gelding, a male horse, a mule. After travelling a long time, the two brothers were tired and they stopped to spend the night. They tied each of their horses next to neighbouring trees. They prepared a meal, they talked, they ate, and then they went down to sleep, head to head, feet to feet, their horses nearby. And as they fell asleep, they watched the moon and the stars. Now the poor man's mare was pregnant and during the night she bore a foal and during the night the foal had rolled under the rich man's cart. He had a cart. And he woke up that morning seeing that foal and he, he shouted, Get up, brother, get up. During the night my cart bore a foal. My cart bore a foal. We gave birth to a foal. His brother rose and said, How is it possible for a cart to give birth to a foal? A cart. Surely it was my mare that gave birth to the foal. But his brother said, Well, if it was your mare that was his mother, he would have been found lying beside her. Now, the foal is mine. For the foal was next to my horse, under my cart. If it was yours, it would have been under your mare. But it was under my cart. It is clearly that the cart was nursing the foal. It is clearly mine, and my cart bore the foal. But you see, the rich brother, he had money. And sometimes when you have so much money, you don't need much else. Or so he thought. And so he wasn't him that looked after the horses. It wasn't him that looked after his gelding. He did not know that a cart, a wooden cart, couldn't bear a foal. And so they argued all day long, from morning until the afternoon when their shadows became long again. And to settle the quarrel, they went to the judge. The rich man, he presented his case by giving the judge some coin, some gold coins, and that did the trick. The poor man, he presented his case with words. <laughs> well, the judge, he favoured the rich man's case. His argument was more compelling. Finally, Finally, word of this affair reached the Tsar himself, the king, the Tsar. He summoned both brothers before him in the throne room, and he said to them, 
I will determine who is true here based on who can solve these riddles. You have four riddles and three days to solve them. The first riddle the king continued is, what is the strongest and swiftest thing in the world? The second riddle is this, what is the fattest thing in the world? The third is, what is the softest thing in the world? And the fourth riddle is, what is the loveliest thing? On the fourth day, come back with your answers. What riddles, they thought. How are you ever going to know the answer to these riddles? They sound impossible. The rich man thought and thought, scratched his head. He hadn't really had to use his wits for anything. His money did the talking most of the time. He didn't know. And so he remembered his, he remembered his godmother. And so he went, visited her to ask her for some advice. Sit down, she said, sit down. Yeah, have some food, have some tea. Gave him plenty to eat and drink. And then she asked, Why are you so sad, my godson? Ah, oh, godmother, the king has proposed four riddles to me and given me only three days to solve them. What are the riddles? she said. Tell me, tell me. Oh, godmother, the first riddle is this. What is the strongest and swiftest thing in the world? Ah, oh, that's not difficult, said the godmother. My husband has a bay mare. Nothing in the world is swifter than she is. If you lash her with a whip, she will overtake any hare. So it is a mare that is the strongest and swiftest thing in the world. Thank you, he said. Well, the second riddle is this. What is the fattest thing in the world? Ha, oh, she said the grandmother. We said the godmother. We have been feeding a spotted boar for the last two years. He has become so fat that he can barely stand on his legs. It is him. It is a boar that is the fattest thing in the world. Thank you, said the rich man. The third riddle is, what is the softest thing in the world? Well, that's well known, she said. It is Eiderdown. The down of the Eider duck. It is the softest thing there is in the whole world. There is nothing softer. Trust me. And the fourth riddle, he said, is this. What is the loveliest thing in the world? Ah, the loveliest thing in the world is my grandson Ivanushka. Oh, thank you, godmother, said the rich brother. You have advised me well. I will be grateful to you for the rest of my life. And he made his way back to the Tsar so that he would tell him the answers to the riddles. As for the poor brother, he shed bitter tears and he went home. You see, he lived with 
his daughter, his only daughter. She was but seven summers old. It had just been the two of them since the day of her birth. Mother had died in childbirth. And the little girl, who is not given a name in the story, but we shall give her a name, so that she can be remembered. We shall call her Anushka. And so the poor man, he went home and was met by his seven-year-old daughter, Anushka. And she said, why are you sighing and shedding tears, father? How can I help sighing and shedding tears, Anushka, he said. The Tsar himself has proposed four riddles to me, and I shall never be able to solve them. Tell me, said Anushka. What are those riddles? Here they are, my little daughter, he said. The first one is what is the strongest and swiftest thing in the world? What is the fattest thing in the world? What is the softest thing in the world? And what is the loveliest thing? Father, go to the Tsar and tell him that the strongest and fastest thing in the world is the wind. The fattest thing is the earth, for she feeds everything that grows and lives. The softest thing is the hand, for whatever a person may lie on, they always put their hand under their head. And there is nothing lovelier in this world than sleep. The two brothers the poor one and the rich one, they made their way to the palace of the Tsar. And the rich man told him his answers. The strongest and swiftest thing in the world is a mare. The fattest thing in the world is a boar. The softest thing in the world is either down. And the loveliest thing in the world is Ivanushka, my godmother's little grandson. And then it was the poor man's turn to answer the riddles. And he told that the, the strongest and the swiftest thing in the world was the wind. The fattest thing was the earth. The softest thing was the hand. And the loveliest thing was sleep. And the Tsar heard the answers to the riddles and he asked the poor man, did you solve these riddles yourself, or did someone else help you? And the poor man had to admit that he had a seven-year-old daughter, Anushka. And it was his daughter that had given him the riddles. Well, said the Tsar, if your daughter is so wise, here, give her a silken thread. Let her weave an embroidered towel for me by tomorrow morning. The peasant took the silken thread and came home sad and grieving. My, my daughter, he said. My daughter, the, the Tsar. We are in so much trouble that Tsar has ordered you to weave a towel for Miss Thread. Anushka smiled. Grieve not, father. Grieve not. 
She broke a twig from a broom that sat against the wall in the kitchen. She gave it to her father and said, Father, go to the Tsar and ask them to find a master who can make a loom from this twig. And on the loom, I will weave his towel. The peasant did what his daughter had told him. He gave the twig to the Tsar. The Tsar listened to him and gave him a hundred and fifty eggs. He said, give these eggs to your daughter. Let her hatch one hundred and fifty chicks by tomorrow. Now the peasant, the poor man, he was beside himself. What would he do? What an impossible task. They were getting harder and harder each day. Oh, my daughter, he said. My daughter, you're barely out of one trouble before you land in another. Grieve not, father, said Anushka. She bakes the eggs for dinner and for supper, and then send her father to the king. Tell him, father, tell the king that one day grain is needed to feed the chicks. This is the only thing that will feed them. In one day let a field be ploughed, and the millet sown, harvested and threshed. Our chickens refuse to pick any other grain. The Tsar listened and said, Since your daughter is so wise, let her appear before me tomorrow morning. And I want her to come, neither on foot nor on horseback, neither naked nor dressed, neither with a gift nor without one. The poor man just shook his head. He went home all solemn, his spirits sunken, his shoulders low, looking the ground, shaking his head. My daughter, he said, my wise Anushka, we cannot solve such a difficult riddle. We are lost. It will be the end of me and the end of you. Grieve not, father, she said. Go to the hunters and buy me a live hare and a live quail. The father bought her a live quail and a live hare, just as his daughter asked. Next morning, the seven-year-old girl took off her clothes and donned a net, took the quail in her hand, sat upon the hare and went to the palace. And she rode that hare all the way until she reached the Tsar. The Tsar Curious met her at the gate. She bowed to him, saying, Your Majesty, here is a little gift for you. And as the Tsar reached to get the quail that she was handing to him, the quail shook her wings and she was gone. Very well, said the Tsar. You have done as I ordered you to do. Now tell me, since your father is so poor, what do you live on? Anushka smiled and answered, My father catches fish on the shore, and he never puts bait in the water, and I make fish soup in my skirt. What? said the Tsar. You are stupid. Fish never live on the shore. Fish live only in water. Anushka the seven-year-old wise girl looked up to the Tsar and said, My king, 
If you are so wise, then answer me this. Who ever saw a cart bear a foal? Not a cart, but a mare bears foals. Now the king, who was, he had the ability to learn and to think, smiled, nodded and accepted what the wise girl told him. The Tsar awarded the foal to the poor peasant and he took the daughter to his own palace. He waited until she was the marriageable age. And then he married her and she became the Tsarina. In those days, centuries ago, girls and women did not get a choice of who they married. So marrying a king, a Tsar, was a pretty good prospect. He was kind enough and for he knew that she was so wise. He let her advise on all the matters of the kingdom. And so, you can be sure that that kingdom was one of the wisest ones. With people, poor and rich, happy. It was a just one. And people respected the Tsar. And people respected the Tsarina. Who was Anushka. Once upon a time, the wise seven-year-old girl. And stories of, of her wisdom and stories of the answer to those riddles, of course. People knew, people spoke and told their children and their grandchildren and their great-great-grandchildren. And now, I am telling you, you enjoyed the story I keep coming back to it over and over again I really like it came across it a few years ago and um, it's really lovely to have young girls in stories who have so much wisdom 
Now, as I said in the story, the girl is not named. The king isn't named and the, the two brothers aren't named either. But the godmother's grandson is named. Ivanushka is his name. And so often if you go back to the old stories, you'll see that quite often female characters have had their names removed. And when female characters and girls and women in stories have their names removed, well, they are half erased. And this was done on purpose. And so I wanted to reinsert the name. She is the main character. She deserves a name. And so I, put, I picked the name Anushka. It's a Russian name. It's a diminutive name of the, of the name Anna. I really love the wisdom of a little girl, Anushka. She knows what's important in life. And those things are the fastest and swiftest thing, the wind. She knows how important the wind is that carries seeds and carries insects and birds. It carries those birds on, on currents of the wind in the sky for miles and miles. And she knows how important the fattest thing in the world is, the earth. Mother Earth who nourishes everything and gives life to everything. And she knows the softest thing in the world, one's hand, for one always puts their hand underneath, underneath their head and their face wherever they sleep. And she knows the important the importance of the hand and the importance of having a soft hand. Not a not soft skin, but a soft hand. A kind hand. A non-violent hand. A loving hand. And she knows the loveliest thing. The thing that makes people lovely. That keeps them alive, that makes them beautiful, that keeps them wise, that keeps them well, that gives them energy, and that's sleep. In the age of seven, she knows all this and more. And she knows how to trick the king and how to present him with different riddles. Souls his and gives more. And she reminds me of Vasilisa the Wise in Russian stories. I will tell you a Vasilisa story one day, there are many. She is known as Vasilisa the Brave or Vasilisa the Beautiful more often. But I like to call her Vasilisa the Wise. She's all three, of course. In the stories that many people have heard, certainly that may, many children have watched on, on televisions, we're not used to seeing wise women or brave women. But if you look, there are stories with wise and brave women. Not new stories, 
not contemporary ones. We do not need to rewrite old stories. We do not need to change them. We just need to find the ones which have strong women. There are many. They are centuries, if not thousands years old. They exist. They're just buried. They're not known to most people, but they're there. They're very much there. And I think it's important that we hear them. We tell children about them. We tell young girls about them. We tell young boys about them too. So they realise there is more to stories than Disney princesses. They are wise girls and wise women. And they can enrich a village, a city, a country, a kingdom. They bring justice, bring wisdom, bring gifts and see things in a new light. And so I hope you've enjoyed this story. And I hope that you will enjoy feeling the wind on your face. Walking on the earth that nourishes you. Enjoy sleeping on your soft hands. And get some nourishing and lovely sleep. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, I'll be very grateful if you could leave me a review. And better still, share it with your friends, put it on social media, so that people, more people, discover the story medicine in the story apothecary. Until next time. And thank you to In Feathers for the beautiful music for this podcast. Goodbye from me. Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.